Hello, everybody. We're very, very honored to have with us today, Mr. Gregory Manorino, a man that knows what's going on in the equity markets, plays them, trades them, and knows them. And as we, as I see it right now, as we're going into March, I believe that we are on the precipice, and it may have already happened, of March economic madness. This may be the month that everybody wakes up, the fraud's over, and so is the game. Mr. Manorino, thank you so much for being here. What's your take on this? Joe, thank you for having me. Love being here. Love you. Love your show. I've been a fan of yours, like I said, for so long. I can't even tell you. Anyway, uh, with that said, absolutely. Look, I think what people need to keep in the back. Look, this economy, this whole entire freak show is on a knife's edge. Um, and anything can push us one way or the other. What we have here, if you want to just take a, a quick snapshot looking at the, the equity markets and the associated risk with that, it continues to rise. It's getting uh, pretty much out of control. Now, historically, for this month, uh, the, the markets are kind, of, are kind of wild and they're rough. But I think there's a lot of effort right now, at least uh, from my perspective, to try to keep this whole thing afloat a little longer. Again, it's a game. We have central banks in here uh, and it's, it's it's such a charade. Oh yeah, we're, we're shrinking our balance sheets. Oh, we're raising rates. It's going to be tremendous and fantastic. Our economy is doing so fine. Meanwhile, the economic data doesn't stop. We're in a, we're in a free fall, not just here in the United States, but around the world. Global economy is contracting. Uh, real wages falling off of a cliff. Home affordability at an all-time low. 68%, 68, this just came out today. 68% of American families could not survive if they lose one paycheck. I mean, this is the so-called strong economy that we have right now. It's over. Um, it's absolutely over. The And with regard to the stock market, it's completely disconnected from any kind of reality. There is no price discovery mechanism whatsoever at all anymore. Uh, and it's, it's this artificially suppressed rate environment that we have had since the last meltdown that is doing nothing but keep this artificially propped up. It's going to get real. It's going to get real, as you know, and I know, and I think everyone who follows our work knows. But, you know, it's, it's, it's at a time when they choose. I believe central banks, all of this here, this is a scheme. They're pushing the global economy off of a cliff there. And how do they do that? How do they slow the economy by their own admission, by raising rates? they got to kill the consumer, kill the consumer. So they're killing the consumer. People can't get by anymore. Credit card debt, household debt, personal debt, ballooning. It's not going to stop. It's got nowhere to go but worse. This is an extermination. This is an extermination of an entire class of people on a global scale. I'm talking about the middle class. They're being systematically erased. I agree 100%. The data shows it. In America, uh, Back in 1970, some 61% of the people were middle class. Now it's 50%. And middle class isn't middle class because you can't live on it anymore. And uh, you have the 1% that own 54% of all the stock market, the equities. Mm -hmm. And you bring the 10% in, they own 90. And all we've become, as I see it, are plantation workers on the global plantation of Slavelandia. You yep. mentioned about the 68%. How about the 64% that are living paycheck to paycheck? Middle mm-hmm. class is gone. Housing is unaffordable. And what you said is that it's a freak show on a knife's edge. 
And to me, that is perfectly what we're talking about. It's a freak show. Look at the freaks that are at the head of the show. Who's mm -hmm. your top freak in the bankster system? I mean, now there's a real handsome, cool cat. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, ben Bernanke? No, oh. no, he got took her. He took her. And then there was Je Janet Yellen, Miss Facha Brut. Oh, she came next. And now we got this little arrogant guy, Jerome Powell, who mm -hmm. bullshitted that inflation was temporary and then transitory. And now you said it's global. How about the freak show over there in the EU with the ECB head? Jan uh, what's his name? Christine Lagarde. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. If only women were in charge. Oh, Yellen and Lagarde. They're two women. Oh, banks to bandits. Oh, yeah. yeah forget about that. Mm -hmm. How about Christine Lagarde? What was her last job? Head of the IMF, the International yeah. Mafia Foundation. Oh, excuse me. Monetary Fund. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and there's no inflation. Salenti, you're full of crap. There's no inflation. I am the Fed head. There is no inflation. You're full of shit. Yep. That's the well, freak show. Well, that's it's the freak show. And yeah. it's a political freak show. And it's a bankster freak. Oh, now, Jamie Dimon, now there's a real man. Oh, that's the yeah. bankster bandit. Oh, and how about... Who's your favorite? Mitch McConnell? Guy got mm. more chins than Chinatown? Hey, Lindsay, did you come out of the closet yet, Graham? Oh, I'm going to take orders <laughs> from him. Chucky Schumer? Adam Shit? Look at the freak show, and we're on a knife's edge because of this freak show. Yeah. Well, you know what they do, and it's an amazing thing. They they float out members of the freak show to, to dictate our lives, to tell us what yeah. we should think, what we should feel, where we should look, the distractions, the deceptions, all the stuff that people that follow my work and your work are well aware of is unfolding right before our eyes. And ain't getting any better. It's not get, this whole peaking and transitory and temporary. We were sold a lie, and everyone knew it was a lie since day one who at least follows our work. They knew it was nonsense. It's it's kind of astonishing. The, last week they floated out Janet Yellen stain. I call her Yellen stain because she's a human stain, um, and and uh, to tell us that in, that prices are coming down. They tell her the same day that we find out that prices are not coming down. The same hour they float her out. Oh, prices are coming down. They're dropping. Yes, listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. I'm an authority figure. Yeah. This is what she looks like to me. I can't stand it. I can't look at these people. I can't listen to these people. All they do is lie. They lie and they lie and they lie some more. Like like this freak right now, Powell, right now, before the Senate committee, the uh, banking committee or whatever, and they're going to kiss his feet. Thank you, sir. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for letting us talk to you today. <gasps> Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then you're going to listen to them. The, our so-called representatives telling us, oh, it's so important for the Federal Reserve to maintain their independence. They must remain independent. Really? Why? So they can have no oversight? So they can do whatever the freak they want off balance sheet, on balance sheet, and everything else? you got to be kidding me. This is the freak show. And, you know, it's all distraction. It really is. It's unbelievable. But people are suffering, as you well know. And nothing gets to me and you more than that. Watching the people suffer. And they're going to suffer a lot more moving forward. Forward, unfortunately, in my opinion, you know, you you mentioned about um, being independent. The Fed, they, they're controlling the government. I mean, <laughs> they all have the government. 
Yeah. And Janet Yellen. Again, I call her Miss Fletcher Ruth. Yeah, that and, too. Uh, the ugly face. And, that didn't even come close what, to what it is. What was her last job? Before she oh, she's treasury secretary oh, now? Yeah, you she mean, was the Fed chair. And now she's the treasury secretary. I know. You know, I what know. am I, six years old? I don't see this bullshit right in front of my eyes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're talking about the banksters, you know, once upon a time, it's coming up now. It's called Easter Sunday. And it was about the Prince of Peace. And this is a cover from the Trends Journal. Yeah. Back in 2000, let me see when this is. This is an Anthony Frieda cover. He's a genius. This is when it used to be a quarterly. 2012. You see that? Yep. Yeah. Get him out of the temple. Well, see, you know what? Wells Fargo, JP Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs. Nothing has changed. Oh, and by the way, after Christ drove him out of the temple, whew, three days later, he's on the cross. You don't screw <laughs> Yeah. Him. Imagine my shock. Imagine yep. My yep. That, and that's who's running and ruining our lives. Yeah, we have this a central bank. Again, look who brought it to us. Woodrow Wilson. May he rot in hell. He gave us World War I. And everybody, he gave us federal income tax and yeah. the Federal Reserve. America, America. A-M-E-R-I-K-A. You're spelling yeah. it wrong. Yeah. 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 So anyway, what, what, give me your assessment on when you, it's guess, it's only a wild guess. But again, I believe that, I'll tell you why March. March is, March is in October, are the two volatile months that I've seen in, in equities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, get, I made my reputation when I call the 1987 stock market crash. It's October. Mm -hmm. And I call, of course, I call the dot-com bust and the, um, uh, the panic of 08 took out that domain name in 2007. Going back to the October 1999 in our Trends Journal magazine, we wrote that the markets would crash, the dot-com bust would happen in March. No, excuse me, the second quarter of 2000. It happened mm -hmm. in March, so we write on by the second quarter of 2000. So I believe we're in that process now. I'll tell you, we have to find out if... Here's my forecast. If they raise interest rates 50 basis points when they meet in, uh, was it March 23rd or something? Yep. Mm -hmm. I believe the markets are going to crash and the economy is going to follow. And what everybody has to understand that the interest rate hikes that have been going up, it takes time for them to hit through the economy. It doesn't happen in a day. It takes mm -hmm. several months mm -hmm. and we're on that path. So anyway, that's my take. What do you say? We're going to take a break now. We've got a lot more going on. And this is why you subscribe to the Trends Journal. Get the Trends Journal, the best investment you could make because it's the best investment into your mind and it can change how you look at the world. Over the last 30 years, Joe Solante has been more accurate about predicting what would be happening than anyone else I'm aware of. The Trends Journal is one of the greatest sources of information, and it's uh, and it really is. You're predicting these things well ahead of time. I would encourage everyone to go grab the latest copy. But a Trends a Journal subscriber for 20 years. I just have to commend you. What you guys have put together in your latest Trends Journal, there's nothing like this out there. Sir, everything that you predicted about the economy, 
you are absolutely right. So I, I, I have followed you all this time. So please take a look at the Trends Journal. You correctly forecast that the Fed would hike rates quite aggressively. Correctly said that initially gold and silver would drop as the Fed starts to raise rate to one and a half percent and above. When we spoke last, Bitcoin was around 49,000. You said you expect to drop and if it drops below 30, 35, then it could really drop. Trends Journal, which I would encourage people to go and check out. It's actually a 200 page document, pure data-driven analysis. Gerald Salenti, the top trends forecaster in the world. Gerald, you had an interesting call back in September of last year. You said gold had bottomed, which is exactly what happened. And here we are and we're above $1,900. Subscribe to the Trends Journal. Read history before it happened at trendsjournal.com. What, what well, do? absolutely. I think, that, well, let's just put a couple of more perspectives on this. So, yes, there is a lag effect with regard to what the Fed is doing with regard to their raising rates here. I believe, unfortunately, for what I am seeing here now, that we are going to get a 50 basis point hike. Now, I, I, I came up with a little metric that people can, it's, for, it's free to anyone who wants to look at it. It's right on my website, traderschoice.net. It's called the MMRI, Manorino Market Risk Indicator. It's a neat little equation which com which equates risk in the debt market, which, which is uh, reflective of what we can see in the stock market in real time. Right now, that number is sitting at almost 260. When we hit 250 on the MMRI, I was telling people for months, watch for the first red line in the sand, 250. This market, since the MMRI crossed 250, 250, we've seen this market fall under pressure. Now, and I've also been explaining to people without direct intervention by central banks to do something about that, we could absolutely see, well, the next line of sand is going to be 300 with regard to the MMRI. If we get there, Gerald, your, your, your prophecy here is going to happen. It's going to come true here. We're on a knife's edge. Anything can set this off. And I mean anything here. Um, we'll see. I believe there's going to be some kind of a an event here that's going to just miraculously happen. Unfortunately, people are probably going to end up losing their lives, a lot of them. And that's going to push people more towards backing and expanding war. I think this war is going to get a lot bigger, um, unfortunately. And this may be the pivotal moment here. But that that's that would be an, if the war does expand, which I, I believe it will, believe it or not, this would be stock market positive. Uh, I hate to have to say that, but this is the truth. Look back on the last couple of world wars. Oh, yeah. That when And you know what better than anybody because you coined this. When all else fails, they bring you to war. Yep. And that's true, true what they're doing here. So this would be a, a mechanism that they could use because all they care about is the stock market. They don't give a damn about the, the, the regular guy or the regular girl here. It's just yep. about propping up this damn stock market. And look, the investment banks, they don't care either. They don't care if the market goes up, down, or sideways. They're going to make money because the way they, they play their positions and they profit from their own customers when the market goes down when they have all their cons their customers in long positions in the market that's what they do it's, it's 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 just it's a scheme but anyway it's very possible that we could see a big event here but again i don't think people need to guess i think i, I created this mmri maybe you can use a link to that it's, it's um right on my website tracers.net top of the second page which allows people to see risk in the market in real time right now this morning we were about 257 
Above that 250, we've learned, okay, and just from observation of the market, that that is that first red line in the sand. If we continue to go up at, and we continue to see global debt sell off, we got a big problem. We got a monumental problem here. And they know it too. They, they, they know where this is going to go. Absolutely. And they're fostering it there. We have a global economy contracting at its fastest pace ever. At the same time, they're raising rates into that, killing the consumer, causing people to become slaves to their system, dependency. They need more dependency on the system. And they're going to get it too. Did you hear a, 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 a lovely, illustrious president? I can say some really nice choice words about him. He's going to be boosting uh, the uh, paychecks for federal employees the, by the largest margin in, in over 40 years. And wow. you know, this is, again, he's buying votes. Whether it's going to work or not, yep. I guess we'll see. That's what yeah, I think, look, That's why they keep thing. building the bureaucracies. They keep getting them bigger and bigger, so they get more and more votes for themselves. Exactly, and yeah. it's and then the dependency on the system is, I think, the key here. They want more people dependent on it when, and then they're going to pull the plug on it. And this whole thing, it's it's not by accident. They're going to bring this thing to its knees, and then who knows? We'll get a war, an expanding war that'll prop up the stock market, pick up industrial production. And, uh, you know, energy, I think, is going to skyrocket moving forward here. Looking at commodities and aggregate, I think that's the place to be long term. Uh, and this is just, you know, I'm just throwing some stuff out here. Uh, Let me go on the energy. Let me stop on that. Yep. You're talking about war. Yep. What's not making the mainstream media is what's going on in Israel. They only put up little bits and pieces of it. Mm. There are, again, we write about it in detail each week in the Trends Journal magazine. And what, what's going on now, and again, this is not our language. This is coming like from the Financial Times, the Wall mm. Street Journal, the far-right extremist government of Netanyahu. Mm -hmm. So what they're doing with the Palestinians is one thing, and now they're ramping up talk about escalation toward Iran. They're bombing Syria, anytime they want, they just blew up a couple of more airports, you know, in Damascus and Aleppo. But here's what's going to happen. As I, as you mentioned, I always say when all else fails, they take you to war. <clears throat> Each week for the last several weeks, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are taking to the streets in Israel against the judicial reform laws that Netanyahu wants to put into place, which means there is no judiciary anymore. The politicians hmm. decide. Hmm. So as I say, when all else fails, they take you to war. Hmm. He has to stay in office because he's been, he's going to be brought up on trial for corruption charges and any other things. As long as he stays in an office, they can't touch him. Hmm. So again, to get the people's mind, if they wrap this if they if they if there is a military conflict between Iran and Israel, you're going to see oil prices, I believe, go to over one hundred and thirty dollars a barrel for Brent crude. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. That is going to happen. There's no doubt about it. There's no, I've been telling people that for the longest time. I think people need exposure to commodities and natural gas as well, though. That's been a quite a wild ride lately. hundred percent. This is where it's going to go. You can see the writing on the wall. That's where they're bringing us. That's what they want. Henceforth, why this tremendous new budget that they're putting forth with the Pentagon, what is it, another trillion dollars almost? It's unbelievable. But okay, you know, they're, they're going to do this and we're keeping our people informed. We're letting them know what's going on. And, it's, you know, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. 
And uh, we need to keep pe our people at least in the know. And I think there's probably, honestly, I'm just going to say this, and I may, may I may take some heat for it. I don't think there's any two better guys than you and me that are keeping our people informed. I tell you the truth. I really believe that. Yeah. No, we're doing everything we can. And uh, and I, you know, everybody put the, that, that link to go to uh, traderschoice.net and, um, and check out the what, MMRI. Yeah. yeah. It, it's an amazing I'm, I'm tool. Looking at that. And and staying on with the um, with with the with these with this market and and what's going on, the and as you said, there's a lag effect of yeah. uh, is that the word that you used? Yeah, it's a lag effect. When they when yeah. they're raising rates, there's always a lag effect. And um, and you know, we, we haven't even begun to see. Well, maybe no, we haven't even begun to see the effects of this at all. And it's going to get a lot worse. So what are they doing? They're trying to, like I said, how we, we started out earlier, you know this, they're destroying the economy by design. They're destroying the economy by design. They're killing the consumer by design, creating dependency. Um, and then they're gonna, then we're going to get a new system, a new system that's going to be uh, one of maximum control. In my view, that's where I think we're eventually going this whole, on a worldwide scale, not just here. Well, it's, it's the, as we wrote about this three years ago, it was the cover of the Trends Journal back then, from dirty cash to digital trash. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember. <laughs> and that's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. They're going to get rid of their $31.5 trillion debt. They're going to say something like the Russians hacked our banking system and yeah. you lost your money, but don't, don't worry about it. We came out with a new currency. Everything is fine. Yeah. And so we're going to go from dirty cash to digital trash in this week's trends journal. There's an, a, a big article about India mm -hmm. and yep. That's this week's trend. <laughs> I love that. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, that says it all. That says it all. And, and India, whoop, all it is is digital. All it is is digital anymore. And I remember when uh, Modi did away with the uh, rupee, that old rupee's no good. We're coming out with a new one. That was a couple of years ago. People have no idea about that. All forgotten. And now China, they were going toward the, uh, they're, they're, they're on a leading edge of going digital. Oh, that's only a, a country of um, 1.4 billion. Oh, and you talked about defense budgets. Another guy that really fights for freedom is Judge Andrew Napolitano, another paisano. And um, I do an interview with him every week. And I mentioned this week that the business of China, as I say, is business, while the business of America is war. America's, oh. America's defense budget, it's almost, what, $860 billion. When you put in the intelligence, intelligence, which is an oxymoron, the CIA, yeah. NSA, it's over a trillion. We have 332 million people, a trillion dollars roughly. China, 1.4 billion people. You know what their defense budget is? 224 billion. What is it? 224 billion. 224 billion. We have almost a trillion. Mm -hmm. They have two. So anyway, this is where it's going. And going back to what you said about the war, this is important. Last Friday... Olaf Scholz, the chancellor of Germany, made a trip to have a summit with Biden. 
He brought no reporters with him. He flew in alone. They met for one hour. And there was no staff reportedly in the office. It was a conversation just between the two of them. Schultz got back on the plane and went back to Germany. Hmm. I'm mentioning this because that's very strange. Hmm. It is very strange. Because they're not talking about what they talked about. They wouldn't mention a word. So the question I have, is Germany ramping up the war with the United States to fight Russia? Or are they going to pull back? That, I I would, yeah. I'm just throwing a question out. Yeah. The I would say thing, they're probably, look, what are they doing? They said they're, they're obviously setting up alliances. This has been going on for a really long time. Oh, yeah. This whole thing, as you well know, has, you know, the business of the United States is war. Okay. Yep. The propagation of war, the expansion of wars, this is going on in perpetuity. It won't stop, um, unfortunately. So, yes, alliances are being made, deals are being made, uh, you know, cash is moving around here. And uh, you know, all this, you know, whoever believes seriously that we still have any kind of resemblance of a free mark, a free ah. society at all, you got to be nuts. It's over. It's absolutely over, unfortunately. And they're pulling the strings. People are being strung along here. They're being told, again, what to say, what to think, what to believe via the mainstream propaganda ministries. Why people listen to that stuff, I have no ah. idea. It's just out of control. You know, it's about control. this was the cover of the Trends Journal back in 2014. You see how happy that guy is? It's the American overthrow of the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych in Ukraine. The article was written by Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, former yeah. Assistant Treasury Secretary yeah. under Ronald Reagan. People mm -hmm. have no idea about what went on there, what went on before then. They have no clue. And like you said, the people just follow. Just so in, in, in following and in following what you're, what you're, uh, doing and what you're forecasting and what you're giving the people that go to traders choice. What do you, what do you think about gold? I love it. I got gold and silver all over my desk here. I got pieces everywhere, all over more, more. I got it everywhere. I mean, I can't tell you it's a, I, I, I love it. I'm look, what I've been telling people since day one to do one thing that is bet against the debt become your own central bank. And that means holding hard assets here. This is my favorite asset of all time. I've got it all for silver. I think it's the most undervalued asset on the freaking planet Earth. Um, I think people need to hoard this stuff. I love gold. Don't get me wrong. But what I do, and I want people to do their own homework on this and why I say silver, and you know, people can have their own opinion, but I look at a certain metric. I look at the Dow-Gold ratio, gold-silver ratio, to see which is the most undervalued. And at this point, what that tells me is silver is the, and I mean the, in my opinion, and I want people to do their own research, undivided asset on the planet right now. Um, and I you think know, there's, honestly, another, there's another element of why silver is very valuable, and that is it's used throughout the whole high-tech world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's in all of these devices. Mm -hmm. And unlike gold, you don't, throw it into the ground when you throw your computer away or your cell phone, you yeah. save the gold, but the silver just keeps getting thrown away. So yeah. there's no stockpiles of this stuff. Interesting. And then as again, like it or not, as we said, going green, there are more and more silver is used in solar panels and a lot yeah. of, a lot of the so-called green devices. 
so I agree with you. It's it's very. By the way, I bought silver back in God it had to be two thousand. I think around two thousand and eleven for like forty dollars an ounce. Yeah, I bought it then too. I bought it then. I, I started yeah. buying it was maybe six bucks. I bought it all the way up to like forty bucks, and uh, I think it doesn't matter. I don't care what they want to do to the price of metals here. They I want to bring it via the derivative. That's what they do. They play the game. They play the game. It's an incredible thing where the the hard asset price is set by the derivative. It's upside down. And this is how they manipulate the price of gold, silver. Let them do it. Let them play their game. People that follow our work are going to play our game. Bet against the debt. Become your own central bank. Hold hard assets here. Looking down the line, in my opinion here, people need to have exposure to commodities. You can do this many, many ways. Uh, all this stuff is, uh, I talk about it all the time. But that's where, that's where we're going here. I mean, it's pretty obvious to me and you, and I believe the people that follow us here. We're, we're watching a systemic meltdown here. I mean, and it's by design. It's, it's, all, it's all coming apart. And we're on a knife's edge. It's just not going to take much to push us off. Not at anything at all. And then this, this ball will really get rolling. Then you're going to see rioting and people in the streets. And that's when people are going to wake up. Right now, they're all being lulled into a sense of I don't even know. They don't know what to do with themselves. They don't know why they're doing it. People wake up every morning. I, I don't even think they know if they're human beings half the time. People have been so indoctrinated into whatever it is, unfortunately, but not the people that follow our work. We are waking people up and they're waking people up. And that's important. I mean, it's really, it's- uh, With all due respect, they, they don't, they they do know that, that they're human beings. They just don't know what gender they are. That too. <laughs> that too, they're very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who I am today. Well, exactly. Did you, did you grow one? You know, <laughs> you know. Again, you know, it's. Um, I, I want. You mentioned something, so I want to get back to it. Is you about the dollar? So here's my take: is what's going to happen, and it all goes back to gold and silver. By the way, number one, as I said, I believe the market is at the precipice of a crash. Gold prices are going down because the dollar is getting stronger as they're raising interest rates. That's the only reason the dollar is strong. In the meantime, day after day, you're hearing more and more reports of India doing away with the dollar, of China doing away with the dollar, of one country after another doing away with the dollar, Brazil. They don't want to deal with dollars anymore. So the dollar is only strong because of the high interest rates. When interest rates go down, the dollar is going to go down. And this is the beginning, as I see it, of the end of the dollar. Number two, the, when, although gold goes down when the dollar gets stronger, the dollar is getting stronger because they're raising interest rates, which is going to crash the economy and the equity markets. And that's when gold doesn't care how strong any other currency is. When the equities and economies go down, gold goes up. Oh, and if you don't believe me, how about the central bankers in 2022 had a record year of buying gold because they know where this is going? It, this, this, this whole thing is really, really simple. I like This is how I like to think about the dollar, okay? I look at the 
the relative strength or comparative strength of the dollar for which the dollar isn't the prettiest bell at the ball. It's been that way for quite a long time. And, that, and then I look at the absolute strength of the dollar, which is fading away. That's henceforth yep. why we're seeing inflation go crazy as it is. Now, 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 understanding that, let's just talk about how how cash moves through markets. Okay, it's very it's it's so easy. Okay, we've had this artificially suppressed rate environment now since the last meltdown. That reinflated stock market bubble. It's reinflated in a, a real estate bubble. Okay, created and not just that. It's created distortions of of an incredible magnitude across the price action of 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 assets across the board. Now, this is how it's going to play out and. I can't imagine another way. I've thought of this a million times and I've repeated it in my brain a million billion times here. So we got this this bubble in the, the debt market. It's the it's a monster. It's a Frankenstein. And the debt market, and, and this goes back to what the MMRI is measuring, risk in the debt market, and it reflects the risk in the stock market. We're going to get a meltdown here in the debt market, a massive sell-off. And we're going to see that sell off and it's going to cause rates to spike in an uncontrolled fashion. When that happens, and it's going to, in my view, you're going to see that put pressure on the stock market. Stocks are going to melt down. This could happen this month. Again, if we watch the MMRI spike, if we watch global bond yields could start to spike, which they've been doing recently. Okay. So sell off in the debt market, rate spike, puts pressure on the stock market and cash just moves from, it bleeds out of the debt market, bleeds out of the stock market and moves into commodities, gold, silver, crude oil, and everything that commodities in general are going to skyrocket. I mean, it's very, very simple. It's just cash doesn't grow wings and fly away to money heaven. It just moves from one set of assets into another. And the scenario is very simple. Dead market meltdown destroys the stock market. Cash moves into commodities. And I also think it's going to move into some cryptos as well. That's my take on it. And uh, I can't imagine it unfolding another way because you can watch this almost in real time. Every time we see the global debt, debt market sell off, yields start to spike, equities start to fall under pressure. It's very, very simple. This is going to unfold in a dramatic way at one particular time. And that's why we're going to see assets like superiorly undervalued assets, in my view, and I believe yours as gold and silver, they're going to take off. Take off. And I, I, who knows? No, I agree. I agree. You know, how, how big this can be. The other thing about interest rates going up, now the cost on debt goes up. Mm -hmm. So now, oh yes, oh yeah, that's they never talk about that, do they? They don't talk about that. The government in 2021, the national debt was 5.7 trillion dollars. Today, it's 31.6 trillion dollars. Now you got to pay more on that debt as your interest rates go up. Now let's take a global look. The dollar's strong. And all of these emerging markets owe their debt in dollars as their currencies are going down. You're talking about people taking to the streets. It's already happening and it's going yeah. to accelerate. Number three on this is that the debt on variable rate mortgages and loans. Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it because nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Well, there's a reason for that too, obviously. One of our top trends is office building bust. Yeah. Your office yeah, occupancy rate mm -hmm. in the United mm -hmm. States, according to Castle, that's with a K, is 50.4%. Mm -hmm. So now all the businesses that depended on commuters, they're going out of business. 
the hotels that depended on business travel, they're suffering big time. About 10 of them already went busted last year. And now your office buildings where people aren't going back to work, they're only going back maybe two or three days a week. Why do I need all these flaws? No, I'm not going to renew this lease. Oh, and now I'm the property owner and the kind of loan that I have every two or three years, it goes back with the interest rates going up. Now I got to pay more on my debt. Yep. And I got a lot less money coming in. We are going to see a bust in the metropolitan areas like New York City, Chicago, Atlanta, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. San Francisco. Yeah, I left my heart in San Francisco. You lost your money in San Francisco. That what did they turn that place into a crap house? I was going there back in the day in the 70s, staying at the top hotels in the 80s and the 90s. And then then it became a whole different place by you know the, the, the middle 2010. You know, I didn't like the joint anymore. And now they overbuilt that. The geeks were the first ones to tell the people to stay home, and now they gave it to themselves. They are staying home, and that's geek world. So I think we're going to have an office building bust and a crash, the likes of which have never been seen in modern history. You're absolutely right. And I I think what people are also not thinking about what's going to happen. And I was talking talking to Michael Pinto about this. Have you had Michael Pinto on your show? You should. No, I I haven't. Good guy, financial guy, knows what he's talking about. Well, I was on Fox with him years ago. Yeah. He used to be on CNBC all the time. Anyway, we were talking, and I've been talking about a credit freeze for, for, for years. I think we're going to end up in a situation here. So what people forget, the big the, the, the meltdown, the big financial crash of 2008, it wasn't so much that the markets were crashing. No. It was that liquidity was drying up. That's why they had to inject the system with these massive capital injections and the TARP program and everything else. That's going to happen again, but to a much larger degree. I believe the credit markets are going to lock up once we get this big sell-off here in the debt market. It's going to freeze. In other words, see, what people need to understand is the entire the, the, the system itself is completely insolvent. It's yep. it, 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 it's uh, it, it, it can never be fueled with enough debt, no matter what happens. It, it's just it constantly is growing by exponents. Now we're going to get a credit freeze. It's going to lock up. The whole system is going to lock up. This whole system is going to lock up, meaning transactions stop. No cash in the banks, no ATMs. You, 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 it doesn't work. Checks don't work. Nothing. It just stops. We're going to end up in that kind of a scenario as part of this massive crash that you just alluded Look, to. It's happened before. It's happened before. Holiday. We're going to have a bank holiday. Yep. Yep. That ain't ancient history. Hol- what a holiday. I can't get my money out. Now, not only can't you get your money out, turn in your gold or you go to jail. Oh, yeah. That was on the FDR. Huh? Yeah. How about F-U-C-K-D-R? Yeah. One yeah. little, you know, and, and also I want to mention this, you because you briefly hit it about what they did when the panic of 08 happened, about all the dough they pumped into the banksters. Yeah. $29 trillion, according to the Levy Institute at Bard College. That's how much they injected into the banks' bandits. I know they're going to, you know, but that's, that's the, the, the vicious, the more, if they do, they, you know, they're going to keep playing this game here. And uh, all it, it's massively inflationary. What people don't understand, all this spending, all of it, all it does is dilute the overall pool yep. of, of currency. And it, we end up with this inflationary environment. It's amazing how we're, we're told to believe 
that these central bankers didn't see this coming. They didn't see this this issue oh. here. Meanwhile, people like you, people like me, and our all our followers knew this was coming because we kept them knowing what's going on here. They knew it. Uh, yeah, it's it's just crazy. I'm actually I, <laughs> I was just I was short the market this morning. I'm just I just closed up a put. You, you might have heard that little noise in the background. Yeah, I'm just moving a little money around as I'm talking to you. <laughs> Move that money, baby. <laughs> And uh, so listen, cool. I want to thank you for being on and thank you for all that you do. And especially, not especially, but including you're contributing to the Trends Journal every week. And we feature Gregory Manorino's articles right there at the top because they're so important. So you know, I, I hope people understand how important this publication is. I mean, they're not going to get this information from anywhere on the planet Earth. Uh, and I, I, if people don't subscribe, I don't know what they're waiting for. I really don't. You need yeah. to subscribe to the Trans Journal. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating piece of work. It's on the cutting edge. If not, it, it, there's nothing that comes close. Nothing. Thank you. Yeah, you know, there isn't. There, there's, no, there's no magazine in the world that covers socioeconomic and geopolitical uh, trends and gives you the trend analysis of what it means and the trend forecasts of where it's going. It's gone. Yeah. It, nobody does that. And I want to yeah. thank you for, for contributing and and all that you do to help people in so many different ways. So remember, go to uh, Mr. Manorino's site over there, yeah. uh, traderschoice.net, and I want to follow that. MMRI. MRI. Top of the second page. I, I honestly think it's the best risk indicator that's ever been created. It's a, my little, I'm a little Dr. Frankenstein that came up with, it's a very simple. It uses the 10-year yield, the relative strength of the dollar with a little bit, a little bit of voodoo in there, and it comes up, it comes up with a number, and it's been insanely accurate. It's free. Yeah. It's free to everybody. So right. I'm not selling this. I want people to utilize that resource. And by the way, the Trends Journal is almost free. It's like two dollars and seventy cents a week. It's unbelievable. And That's all. Yeah. So we're trying to give the people everything we can. And and again, you know, I want to thank you for everything that you're doing and and how you're informing people. And the uh, information is invaluable. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, too, honestly.